Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. So Jordan's standing here because he's about to preach for us. Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, he's going to reflect on some state youth games, but I want to pray for you before you preach, uh, speak. And uh, yeah, we, Father, we just want to pray that uh, you release uh, just a real freedom over Jordan right now, Father. Uh, you know the challenges that he's faced in preparing this message. You know the struggles that he's faced, but we thank you that he's endured and persevered and he has something to share with us. Father, we want to thank you for the messages that have been heard by the State Youth Games team. We thank you for the time that these leaders have given to our children, to our youth, to encourage, to cheer, to inspire them. We thank you for the sacrifice of hours of our bus drivers. And we thank you for the sacrifice of hours for the team to, uh, to show us a little bit about what State Youth Games is. And we pray right now as we set this time aside for you, Father, that your Holy Spirit will reveal new things to us, reveal uh, some of your heart to us through Jordan, that those things that you want us to hear, that we will hear and respond to and uh, take faithfully. And those things that we can leave, that we'll just be able to leave them uh, and uh, just walk faithfully in what you have offered to us. If I want to pray for Jordan right now, that all that he's prepared, uh, that he will just be able to offer this as a gift. Uh, we thank you for the gift that he's bringing to us right now. And we pray, Father, that you just uh, give him a freedom in the words that he wants to say, the things that you've given him to think about and declare with boldness and with faithfulness. And we thank you for this time now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, you welcome, Jordan, and we give him a round of applause. Thank you. Thanks, guys. So I apologize in advance for my voice. One of the, the downsides to SYG is it's like a, a petri dish for all kinds of influenza. So you haven't had a cold until you've had an SYG cold. So, And unfortunately, you know how sometimes when you get a cold, you get that really deep, husky, really attractive voice? Well, I haven't got that voice. I've just got the nasally Sid the Sloth-like voice, which is disappointing. Also, that's why I haven't gone the, the Wiggles microphone as well, because I was thinking, what happens if I sneeze? Right, could you imagine what that would sound like through this wonderful sound system with the sub and everything? It would be quite incredible. Um... Right, let's get into it. So before I, before I begin, I just want to thank you guys, the whole church, for equipping us and releasing us to go on to this SYG weekend. It's not, um, it's not cheap. It's not, um, it is a costly exercise in both financial resources and time resources. So we want to thank you as, a, as an SYG team very much for yeah, letting us go and um, yeah, helping us get there. We really appreciate that. So thank you very much for that. We appreciate it. Um, it takes heaps, yeah, to get this SYG weekend working. Oh, actually, and before I go on further, I just want to also, I think Simon already said it, but I want to thank Leonie. She's our fearless sports coordinator. Um, yeah, give her a hand. Woo. Some of the amazing feats of organisation that go into it are just, yeah, they're pretty ridiculous. So Leonie does an incredible job. She is built for such a task as this. It's fantastic. Um, and we really appreciate and admire your skill in handling it. So thank you so much for that. Um, so that video you just saw gives you a bit of an idea of what we got up to, um, but as you can imagine, it's pretty difficult for us to explain all that went on um, on the SYG weekend. So each year at SYG, there's a, a theme, and this year the theme was Momentum. Um, we explored this theme over three night sessions in a big auditorium filled with 1,500 or so sweaty young people, um, and it was great fun. So I'm also aware that we're in the middle of a series 
um, called Jesus Times One. Um, and we're exploring what it looks like as a group of people to be the kind of people that transform our community and transform those around us by meaningful, intentional and prayerful interactions. Um, so what I want to do this morning um, really quickly is just use and talk about some of what we explored at SYG and tie it into what we're talking about as a church because it actually ties in really perfectly, which is great. And you guys will be pleased to know I clocked this. Oh, it's not that bad. I clocked this sermon at 10 minutes this morning, so you're welcome. Um, we'll see how we go, though. So for those of you who were at SYG, this is going to be a really good reminder um, for what we've all been inspired to commit to and what we've all been yeah, invited to participate in. And for those of you guys who weren't there, hopefully this will give you a bit of an idea of the things that we've been participating in and sitting under over the weekend. Um, yeah, so you can think that it was all worth it and how spiritual we are. So... The first year, as I was talking about, we, were, um, we had the, the theme of momentum for this year. Um, and I don't know what you guys think about when you think momentum. It's a bit of a vague term. But I always think about, um, I think about flying. And I think about that moment of takeoff when you're sitting at the end of the runway in your aeroplane and you're looking down the end of our farm airstrip. Um, there's, it's only 500 metres long and you see the fence and the trees at the end. And every time you do it, no matter how times you get off the ground successfully, you always think really? Like, physics, is it going to work for me today? I hope it's going to work for me today. I hope I can clear that fence and those trees. Um, so what you do, you, you gradually increase the throttle and the plane starts shaking and making heaps and heaps of noise and then down you go, start trundling down the runway. You gradually build up speed and finally, hopefully, you clear the fence at the end, which is a great thing. So I think momentum is quite a bit like this and it works a bit similarly to our lives. Um, Momentum can be very difficult to start, but once it gets going, you can bound down that runway and clear those obstacles quite beautifully. Um, so the first thing, on the first night when we got there, we were challenged by the speaker um, with this fantastic little one-liner. And he said that to build momentum, you need to add some action to your inspiration. I'll say that again. To build momentum, you need to add some action to your inspiration. So I was going to share this beanie story at this point in time because that would have tied in nicely, but Simon pinched it for me already. But yes, thank you again to those ladies who have knitted all of us these beautiful, beautiful beanies. Um, and actually what our youth were able to do with that, as Simon was saying, is having heard that encouragement to, um, yeah, to start adding action to inspiration, they thought, well, we can, we can handle these spare beanies out. We've got heaps of them lying around. So they... Every sport we went to, um, they took a, a stash of these beanies and scarves and all that sort of thing, and they were looking for people who had particularly chilly-looking heads and thought, all right, we'll try and pass these beanies out, and that's what they did. And that was a really great instant application to that thing. So I'm going to take this off now because this is designed for Warrigal winter, and it's really warm. How's my hair, by the way? Have I got beanie hair? Fashion disaster. Um, and also, actually, I'll talk about this parrot here as well. This here, this here, the parrot is named the paraclete. Paraclete the parrot is its name. Now, when I was, oh, maybe this was two years ago or something now, something like that, but somebody sent me this in the mail, and I got this little parrot in the mail with a little piece of paper, and on the piece of paper it was explaining to me that paraclete is named after the Greek word, the biblical Greek word parakletos, which is the Greek word for well, which is what the word is used for the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is an advocate, someone who, it's like a, de, a defense attorney. That's the word that it, that it means. And someone sent this to me and said, you 
every time you look at this parrot, paraclete the parrot, remember the advocate that you have um, in the Holy Spirit. And I thought that was really beautiful. So that's another great example. Somebody was inspired to um, say something really nice and build me up with their words. And I've got this little parrot that I look at very regularly when I'm feeling stressed, which is regularly, um, remind me of my advocate. So that's another great example of people being inspired and then doing a small act on their inspiration. So whatever the example is, I want to encourage you guys just to be open to that little active, um, that little inspiration that you have in your head and be open to act on it, just like we were encouraged to do on our first night. Right, so now we're barreling down the runway in our aeroplane. We've just started to pick up a bit of speed and now we're actually moving. So I want to talk about now, how do we, with our momentum, how do we keep building momentum? Once we've started moving, starting's great, everyone's really good at starting. Um, it's like, I got this, um, I got this app the other day, this, it's called Duolingo, and I wanted to get a bit nerdy and learn Biblical Hebrew, um, and that's all going really great, so I got really inspired and I did it. I started learning Biblical Hebrew, I can't tell you any of it because I didn't learn that much of it, because as a lot of us do, I started and I kind of gave up about, you know, a few days in, which is a bit embarrassing, but how do we keep this momentum going? So on the second night, this is the Saturday night of SYG at our second, um, second night session, we were encouraged by the speaker that to continue to build our momentum after we've acted on their inspiration, we need to simply take the next step. Now often I think when we see the world, we can see a lot of brokenness, we see our loved ones hurt, we feel ourselves broken or hurt, or we see the call of Jesus on our lives and we can feel completely overwhelmed at the enormity of the task that we have in front of us. Um, and this, I don't know about you guys, but it certainly takes my motivation away when I can see it. the end destination is just way too far away and I get discouraged and I'm super impatient. I really want to see the end result and I want to see it now. But this is something that Simon has to tell me all the time. He likes to tell me it's seeds, not switches. Anything that's, um, all of these things in our lives, they're slow burn processes and they're not going to happen straight away. Um, so we've got to think of them like seeds, seeds that are grown just by taking one simple next step at a time. Um, one of my work colleagues reminded me of this old saying the other day. He said, there's no shortcut to anywhere worth going. So our journey of discipleship and our desire to see positive change for ourselves and for others is slow and gradual. And we're called to run um, this race of life that we're running, not with, not with this one supreme effort, but we're called to run it with perseverance. Um, you know, as the old saying goes, we're a, it's a... It's a it's a marathon, not a 100-metre sprint. So it's a slow process. So we're encouraged not to be overwhelmed by the enormity of what's ahead, but simply just take the small next step. Um, and we're in the middle of this series asking the question, who is the one person that I can be investing in? Who, who can I be praying for? Who can I be encouraging? Who can I be inviting into the life of Jesus? And this is a great time to be thinking about exactly this thing. None of these things that this Jesus plus one sorry, this Jesus Times One series is encouraging us to do. None of them are big. None of them are particularly world-changing or time-consuming. Um, but they do, they do require us to make a bit of an effort. When Jesus was talking to his disciples in the, the Gospel of Matthew, um, the disciples were asking him, what's the kingdom of heaven like? Um, and Jesus' response, he responds in a lot of different ways, but one of the main ways that he responds, he refers to the kingdom as a mustard seed that's this tiny, tiny, insignificant little seed and it's planted in the ground and it grows up to this big, big tree that's the biggest in the whole garden and it provides shade for the nations and for all the peoples of the earth. 
Um, so these, these are the kinds of acts, this is what our acts are like. Many of us feel we're either too young or too old or incapable of being used by God, but um, it's exactly the people like us, people that are incapable and people that are to this or to that or to something else that God really wants to use to do things. So I, I think you can never be proud when you feel like God's calling calling you to do something because by definition he's calling you because you're incapable and not able to do it yourself so it's always a bit of a I'd always get a little bit offended but that's all right but God always chooses these least significant remarkable or capable people to redeem the world through which is really encouraging so at last we're we've barreled down the runway pulled back on the stick and we're airborne we've finally broken the confines of the ground we're weaving through the sky and it's quite liberating and free. And it's always, as a, as a pilot and any one of you guys who have been in an aeroplane, it's such an intoxicating feeling to that moment when physics does its job and your wheels just lift off the ground and it really feels like you have a bit of a superpower, um, like you can fly. And I don't know about you guys, have you, do, have you ever had that question asked of you, like, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I think um, when I was a kid, I, was always, I always wanted to fly um, because who wouldn't want to fly like Superman? Um, but now that I'm old and mature and um, have sensible wishes, I want to have a, um, a photographic memory. I think that would be the coolest possible superpower. Could you imagine how easy study would be? You just read your textbook once and you'd know the whole topic. It'd just be fantastic. You'd also, all those um, silly passwords you have, I don't know how many passwords you guys have for your computer, for your phone, for, your, for this account, for that account. I'm really bad and have mine all the same, but... You remember all your passwords, your phone numbers, your bank numbers, your tax file numbers. And the most important thing, you would remember that time at church when someone comes up to you and greets you by name, and you're like, Hi, you. And you just can't remember it for the life of you. That's the worst thing ever. So that would be a great superpower to have. So on the final night, on the Sunday night, um, we were given our final challenge. And the challenge was this. We were told that encouragement gives momentum to others. And I'll say that again. Encouragement gives momentum to others. Now, this to me, when I was thinking about this, I reckon this actually sounds like we do have superpowers. Um, the more theologically nuanced term would be spiritual gifts. But we'll go with superpowers for now because that sounds cool. We have the power to make someone who's feeling lonely to feel noticed and loved. We have the power to make someone who's about ready to quit hold on that little bit longer. We have the power to make those who feel like they failed to get up and try again, just with our words, just with our actions. It's very simple and very easy to do that, um, and we have that power just with our little mouths. When you encourage someone, you're using your superpowers, and when you introduce yourself to someone new and make them feel welcome and special, you are using your superpowers. And I'm not saying this is going to be easy, because it means that, like, on a Sunday, perhaps, like, I always go and talk to my friends on a Sunday morning, and I think I often, I've been, I actually got challenged by um, uh, my, my parents-in-law, actually, with this recently. I went and had a Bible study group with them, and they were talking about when they go to church, they make it their mission to never, ever speak to their friends when they're at church. They always go up and find someone they haven't met before um, and introduce themselves, and it's not a, not a big conversation. They don't then you know, talk about deep theology things. They just, you know, they just ask a few questions. I thought that was really cool because um, I realised, like, there's heaps of people in this church that I've never met before, which is really bad because I always go and talk to my friends. So I think a great example of this might be um, 
when, when you guys are finished at church, maybe, maybe think about, actually go and introduce yourself to someone, you, preferably someone who's not even of the same generation, someone who's not like you at all, and just introduce yourself and um, say a quick hello. And I think you'll be using your superpowers when you do that. I just said that to everyone, didn't I? Which means you're going to be watching me now to do it. Dang it. Ah, should have thought that through, didn't I? So that wasn't on script. This is what happens when you don't stay on script, okay? So yes, you have to step out of your comfort zone and you have to go and have a conversation with someone whose name you definitely should know by now, but you don't. So that's the big risk. Um, But these are the very acts that God is going to use to build his kingdom. And he's not left us to do it by ourselves. Like, Like my little paraclete the parrot here we have an advocate that goes with us we have um, the spirit of the very living God living inside of us who's empowering our actions and breathing life into the words that we speak Um, and I think that's really cool I think that gives us a lot of confidence and we can do this with a lot of boldness at SYG we're inspired by the simplicity of building momentum in our lives and sharing that with others so as we were challenged um, at SYG, I just want to pass this challenge directly onto you guys, um, that you would act on your inspiration, and that you would take whatever next step God has placed in front of you, and that you would impart momentum to others by encouragement and by stepping out of your comfort zone and going and meeting people where they're at. Yeah, that's like 12 minutes. <laughs> so, you're welcome. You are welcome. I'm going to pray as the band comes up. We're going to sing, or we're going to sing that other song, aren't we, Simon? So we're going to sing Who You Say I Am Again. And this is a great song of declaration about, um, yeah, about who God says that we are. And I think that if we really take hold of who God says that we are, a lot of the, a lot of the things that we're scared of, the things that hold us back from living the way God wants us to, I think they just fall away to the wayside. So let's um, sing this together. I might just pray real quick and then we'll, um, we'll get into it. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the weekend that's been. Um, thank you so much for the um, the words that were spoken over us and the words that we can share with our with our church family. Um, we thank you so much for your great love for us, and um, we ask, Lord, that you would give us an eye to see the people that you see, to see the people that are on the margins, the people that are hurting, the people that are broken, and not just gravitate towards the people that make us feel comfortable, Lord. Um, Give us a fullness of your love, Lord, so that we can overflow and fill up others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.